Telling us now, cause we're live. John wants answers. Give John answers. John wants answers. Give John answers now. Check your calendar. If it says September twelfth, twenty thirteen, then we're live. My guest tonight. Who, who uses calendars anymore? People can they, look they at their phone. Their phone. Look on your phone. If it says September twelfth, then we're live. My guest tonight is Keith Statenfield. He's the host of Keith Explains, another fine show on this channel. Wednesday at 8.30. Yes. He's my guest because he's a news junkie, history yes. buff. Yes. And I don't know why I have you as a guest sometimes. I, I don't know why else. I'm, I'm totally with you. You also, need more friends. What? You need more friends. I do need more friends. Yeah. Yes. It's becoming clear. Also today, we're going to have David Ledesma on the show. He's going to come on a little bit later and refute everything we have said up until then. If you've never seen the show before, the show's like a courtroom drama. I'm the prosecutor, my guest is the expert witness, and you at home and in the audience are the jury. And it's your job to acquit or convict the topic. That's more of what a grand jury does. The grand jury? Yeah. Juries also convict people. Well, they do, okay. but... Okay. We'll be taking your tweets. So you can tweet us at John Wants Answer. There's no S on the end, because the S is for suck, and we do not. Um, hey, hey, Twitter announced their IPO today. Oh. Maybe they'll make username one letter longer after they're public, and you can put an S on the end. Well, we can only hope. Yeah. Buy a bunch of stock up, and then bring it up at the shareholder meeting for okay. me. Okay, okay. Consider it done. Um, if you don't like using Twitter, and I don't blame you, IPO aside, you can go to my website, johnwantsanswers.com, click on the contact tab, and then you can write us a message, and I'll read it at the same time I read the tweets. So you won't be lost in the shuffle. We have a Twitter slash message me from the website contest. If you're the first to message me saying you want a promotional photo, then I will, I'll get out later. I will send you an autographed promotional photo of me. And I'll autograph it saying, thanks, viewer, for watching my show. You're the only one. Are you actually going to send it? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm behind a little bit, but I'm going to catch up tonight because Gordon sent a request last month. Yeah. And tonight, I'm dedicated to signing one and giving it to him before about, he's gone. What about the guy from eight months ago? Yeah, I got to look out and see who that is. Yeah. I've lost track. Jack. Jack. This show could not be made possible without the continuing generosity of our executive producers, Lisa Tamaki. Tamaki? Okay. I think and it's Tamaki. I think it's Tama Tamaki. No, I think, I think you're putting a Canadian. And Auckland Brian Westpafal. Westpafal. That, that one I'm sure of. Okay. Um, our first topic, Syria. All right, Syria, in the news a lot. Lots of happening. Lately. Let's start off with where is Syria? Wait, wait. Before you put up the map, uh -huh. ask your, your viewers at home to mentally guess where Syria okay. is. Mentally think, where is Syria? Okay, I've pictured it in my head. You got it in your head? Yeah, yeah. I know where it is. All right, let's put the map. Let's see, see where Syria is. Were you thinking that? Were you thinking it was right there? I was. 
And by right there, you mean the red thing? Yeah, the red blob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the red blob is Syria. Uh, I made the map, so I remember where it was. So that's Middle East. So if you say Middle East starts at Libya, would you say that and goes all the way to like India? No. Is that Middle East or where does Middle no. East start? Middle like East starts kind of probably Egypt. north of Egypt and ends. Okay. So it's kind of like West Middle East. Turkey? I mean, Turkey's like kind a, of in the Middle East, kind of not in the Middle East. It's the Midwest of the Middle East. Um, let's zoom in and get more detail here. So it's right there beside Lebanon. Yeah, it's not uh, red anymore either. It's don't, not what? Don't, don't be fooled by that at home, people. It's not what? It's not red anymore. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, we zoomed in. It's not red anymore. Uh, it borders Iraq. It borders Jordan. It borders Turkey. Yeah. Uh, a little bit touches Israel. Is that it right? It does. Yeah. Okay. A little, little bit. More little or less than used to touch Israel. <laughs> Changes all the time. Okay. Well, twice. <laughs> Syria's been around for a long time. No, I, no, it hasn't. No, no, it hasn't. Well, I remember reading about Damascus in the Bible. Yes, right? but it wasn't called Syria then. Well, just part of the vast Ottoman Empire. I mean, before that was part of the Roman Empire. Yeah. Well, I mean, all I mean, land. Syria's from like like this century, like well, last century. Now. Um. So I know after World War One. Yes. It became a French protectorate. Is that when yeah. it became known as Syria, or before that? Yeah, I think roughly then. Okay. Um, I mean, Syria is kind of a local name. Hmm. So it might have been known as Syria, but it <laughs> had roughly the borders it has now after World War I. Um, and then in the 1940s, I think 1946, it got independence. Yeah, yeah. After That's World War II, made a lot of things independent. Yeah, like the France didn't feel like having it anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, okay, you can independent they didn't work now. no more. Uh, and as I understand it now, there was a lot of turmoil. Well, there's always a turmoil, I guess, in S Syria. There's a lot of turmoil between them becoming independent and about 1970. A lot of coups and stuff. Well, they and, became independent, and then they became not independent fairly quickly. Oh, really? Because, like, by the early 1950s, they had had military coups that had taken over. Yeah, but not from other countries. Well, not all from, almost all from within. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 1970, Hafez al-Assad became president. El Presidente. El Presidente. Um, now, it's not quite a democracy, right? He kinda yeah, it's not quite a democracy. He <laughs> one, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> he did a coup, I guess. Kind of things like became, not quite tea. Became a dictator, right? And yeah, well, president. And just like Egypt, Egypt did, he suspended elections because there was a state of emergency. That lasted yes. for like 40 years yeah, yeah. until recently. Not 2012. Yeah. So, state of emergency. So, he was president until he died. Yeah, it's, it's a good job. You can get it. And as luck would have it, his son gets elected. Yeah, yeah. No opposition. He ran for president. Well, and no, no official opposition. Him. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's opposition. None, none of the, the opposition idea. made it to election day. <laughs> Indeed. So, then we had um, Hafez al-Assad died in 1970. And then, no, wait, no, no. Died in 2000. Yeah. Ruled from 1970 to 2000. Yeah. And then his son, Bashar al-Assad, who's the president now, yeah. that's when he started. So 13 years ago. For now, we'll see if that number goes up or not. Every day it goes up by another day. Yeah, but it might not go up by another year. <laughs> okay, so that's, um, that's all you need to know about the history of Syria. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, we got, uh, we got 22 minutes to kill. So then, um, they're having an uprising right now, if I recall. 
Uh, yes. There's, now, uprising slash civil war, it's hard it's to fuzzy. say. It's fuzzy. It's a very fuzzy concept. Yes. So there's, and if you ask Bashar al-Assad, Charlie Rose did a few nights ago he did. on the television, he's saying it's not really a civil war, it's terrorists yeah. who are just mucking stuff up. It's al-Qaeda. And al-Qaeda affiliates. Yes. And friends of al-Qaeda and maybe... And Kurdish terrorists. Foreigners. 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 Coming in and making problems. Yeah. So he thinks he said that all people, of those things. He says people support him. He couldn't be president if his people didn't support him. And he and would step they, down. They wouldn't elect him. He would step down. They'd elect that other yeah. guy. Yeah, that other guy who's who, not in the ballot. Right. Um, so is this uprising part of Arab Spring? Um, well, in that the Arab Spring wasn't official. I mean, it. It's something we gave a name to. It's something we gave a name to. When all these countries um, had a the people. Number of countries at seemingly the same point in time. You know, spring of 2011 experienced uh, upwellings of support for a change of government. Mm -hmm. And in many of those, it was uh, let's try and make our government more representative of our desires for a government in a country. Mm -hmm. um, and we called that the Arab Spring. And in some sense, when you see the country next to yours, possibly getting better, maybe mm -hmm. that makes you a little more likely to think, hey, something could happen here. Um, yeah, it's you saw on the map. probably a little bit the case that, you know, just age-wise, some of the people mm -hmm. lined up. You know, a lot of them had taken over in the 70s and 80s, and they were all getting old. <laughs> um, and the Internet and other technologies have made it easier, even in countries like Syria and Egypt. Twitter takes down countries is what I heard. Uh, Twitter was supposedly responsible for a lot of the organizing that was done in Egypt uh -huh. because... But now they're a mess. It wasn't... Yeah, they're not... I mean, overthrowing your government they're isn't always the best thing, yeah. seemingly, sadly. So... <sighs> <laughs> What do the, are the, the rebels or opposition want in this case? In um, I think they want Assad not to be president anymore. Do um, they want like a And democratic... what they want in particular might depend more on who they are. Um, the Kurdish fraction of the, of the opposition would like to be part of a Kurdish country. And they would like to take part of Iraq away from Iraq and part of Turkey away from Turkey and part of... Syria away from Syria and form what oh they want like a new here we call Kurdistan because they are largely Kurds and they are culturally different they want a whole new country made of three different countries um, kind of probably more Turkey yeah. than Syria but so they're fighting in Syria for that um, well they are and have been against the government of Syria and they were against the governor of Iraq and they're not happy with the government in Turkey either okay. they're just um, generally unhappy it sounds uh, Assad is not a pleasant president. I mean, he and his family rule rather authoritatively. With an iron thumb? Is that the... Fist? Iron fist, fist, fist is often what it's uh -huh. called. Um, um, I've heard that like a hundred thousand people have been killed in this uh, skirmish. That's the latest. I mean, in that's the last couple of years. A very reasonable number from yeah. what I understand. I don't And the population is... How much population we have? A few million? It's a couple Three million. million? Five million? I don't, I don't know. know. You don't know? Okay. No, I I know where Syria Millions. is. That I know the above like 
50% of, I know Damascus has like a million people, over a million people in that city alone. So they got a few million people there. Um, and you have like many people who are rebelling for different reasons. Yeah. So if and you, geographically, the, the rebels largely hold the northern part of the country. Okay. And the southern part of the country is more governmental. If you believe Bashar al-Assad, as he speaks to Charlie Rose, um, he wants to keep Syria a secular state, which basically means a country not ruled by religious people, right? Not as ruled by religious people as other, yeah. as some of the other Arab states are. And so it sounds like the, the Kurds want to be ruled um, by religious... I don't know that, that the Kurds are that... Uh, I mean, the Muslim Brotherhood is also mm -hmm. active in Syria. They're not right. Kurdish. Uh, they They're would Muslim. certainly like even more Islamic attributes of law. Um, mm -hmm. Syrian law is still largely based on Sharia law. What but, is Sharia law? Uh, Sharia law is law based on the Quran. Okay. Uh, Syria, the president of Syria has to be Muslim. Oh, okay. it's in the constitution. Wow. Um, but they officially say we're, we're not a Muslim state. And there are other religious and cultural people in Syria. There are Christians. Mm -hmm. um, I believe they're mostly Sunni Muslims, uh, which means they're more allied with people of Iraq and less allied with the people of Saudi Arabia and Iran. Okay. So we have this civil war going on, and now the U.S. seems to might want to get involved. Is it because we see atrocities, 100,000 people getting killed, and we want to go in for humanitarian reasons? Or do we want to go in because it's a threat to our security somehow? Or is a different reason? I'm kind of grasping at straws as <laughs> to how it's a terribly significant threat to our security, uh -huh. uh, except to the minor extent that a, a functioning iron-fisted government of Syria, which has chemical or biological weapons in warehouses is likely to keep those weapons in warehouses. As Whereas President a Obama completely told me. messed up country in which people are just carrying things out of museums because there's no guards, mm -hmm. those weapons could end up with someone other than an iron-fisted government and so could get used. So there's some possibility that they can get mm -hmm. used against us. I don't think that's the biggest problem. President Obama told me on Tuesday, Yes. he said, if we let a country use chemical weapons and don't do anything about it, then we're saying all countries can use chemical weapons with no repercussions. Uh, almost. So we, we need to repercussion. We, we signed a treaty that said that. The, the, the Back after World chemical War Chemical Weapons Convention? Yeah, the Geneva I was told against the use of chemical and later biological weapons. I don't know if it's conspiracy theories or what I heard, but I heard we used chemical weapons in Vietnam? Um, I don't Syringes know if we use chemical weapons. We use Agent orange? Palm, which Agent is, orange, what's that? Uh, Agent orange isn't a chemical weapon, it's a defoliant. Yeah. So it kills plants. And they okay. dropped massive amounts of Agent Orange on it because the Viet Cong were good at hiding in the jungle. Oh. And if we made the jungle go away, yeah, yeah. it was harder for them to hide. Um, I heard stories that we used sarin gas in Iraq. Is that we didn't true? use sarin gas. Sarin uh, gas from Saddam Hussein you? used sarin gas oh. against the Kurds in the north, and he used it against the Iranians in the east, and he used it against some of his own people when there were localish uprisings against him. So, officially, we have not used chemical weapons since 
World War One. I. I don't know if the exactly. U.S. used any chemical weapons in World War One. I. I think it was more okay. the British and the Germans, but chemical well, weapons in an officially sanctioned <laughs> war that the Allied states have participated in have not been used since the 1920s. Okay. Um, now, why is the use of chemical weapons the so-called red line you can't cross? Like, I would think if a country like Syria is killing 100,000 of their citizens, that should be like the red line. People are dying. We should move uh, in and help them. Why um, is the chemical weapons the, the turning point? Have to be the turning point. Largely, it kind of goes back to there's this concept of a just war where when God says it's okay to go to war, then you can go to war, and then there are all kinds of rules about it. Like, in a just war, you can only shoot other soldiers. And you only shoot other soldiers who are still fighting against you. So if the other soldier drops his weapon and holds up a white flag, you can't shoot him anymore. Oh, that, and you shouldn't shoot civilians, and you yeah. shouldn't shoot women and children. And if you capture soldiers, you have to take them to a prisoner war camp, and you have and to give them feed them, feed and, them yeah. and you have to keep, you have to give them medicine if necessary. Um, and chemical weapons and things like napalm, which we did use, mm -hmm. um, don't discriminate in who they kill. Which is, if you spread chemical weapons across yeah. the war ground, they might kill the guys that have decided to stand there with the white flags up. Okay. So they're unjust. So Obama. Instead of going in using military force in Syria, he actually went to Congress and asked Congress to approve military action, which I heard is like an almost unheard of thing in the it's last almost 40 unheard years. Of in the last 200 years. Did it? I remember. But uh, in I the last 40 years, it matters in particular because just after Watergate, or just as Watergate was happening, and as the Vietnam War, which was a disaster um, in a lot of ways, it was winding down. Congress passed what was called the War Powers Act, mm -hmm. which was intended to restrict the ability of the president to send troops off places. Uh -huh. The Constitution says technically Congress has to declare war. Vietnam was never declared a war. Um, Korea before it was never declared a war. The last declared war we've had ever was World War II, uh -huh. when we declared war on Germany and Japan and the Axis powers. Didn't Bush go to Congress saying, hey, let's go to Iraq? Uh, he did, but Congress didn't declare war. But they let him They did, go? because in 1973 they passed this thing called the War Powers Act that says even though the president is in charge of the military and, well, technically the president could send troops off for a long time without ever bothering to get war declared, and he's the commander-in-chief, so he's the guy that gets to send them, and what's Congress going to do? Well, they can declare war or not, but it doesn't matter because the president sends the troops. So he went to Congress, but he didn't really ask for their permission. So the War Powers Act says if the president sends troops somewhere for more than 60 days, mm -hmm. he has to go tell Congress about it and get uh -huh. a vote in Congress authorizing it. Okay. And that authorization is in a declaration of war, but it's an authorization. All right. We have to stop for a break now. When we come back, we're going to hear from David Ledesma. And we're going to take your tweets. So stay right there. All right, we're Where's he going to sit, man? He's going to sit right here. We've got a chair ready to go. We've got okay. a mic ready to go. We've got a we guy ready chair. to go. There's no chair here. There's a, a chair's going to come from behind the, the curtain. With man, the it's Look, like magic. This is like a high production value show we're doing here. Why? Why does David's chair have rollers? Because you are not authorized to rock. Rock on! This, this seems unfair. I, 
No, no. You lost. You there lost was Rock certain privileges there, Keith. We had to make okay. certain steps against you for a violation of the like motion sickness me? law of 2010. Really? I must have missed that one. I got complaints. We got Congress. tweets saying, that "Stop that guy the from." And his Sunnis? Yeah. All right, you'll tell. He got him that right. backwards. Okay, got that backwards. <laughs> Syria's not Sunni. Syria no, is Shiite. Sunni, or is I thought that's what I said. Syria Iraq. and Iraq are Sunni. No, no. Iraq is mostly Shiite. Yeah, Iraq is mostly Shiite. Saddam is a Sunni. Yeah. Saudi Arabians are Shiite. I hope you were taking notes. Well, I guess northern Iraq is Sunni, right? Because he's Sunni, from. Excuse me. Uh, we have Saudi a map right here. We can point to it. But they can't see us pointing. And to the, the map. southern, right? Because Saudi Arabia is down here. Saudi Arabia is Shia, and the Shias kind of come up through here, there. and they sweep up, and Iran is almost entire. How's this audio? Okay. They're doing a, a day. Everything okay? I'll look at Keith. I'll look okay. at the John just talking right here. Okay. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. How did you uh, drive here today? You're good. Uh, you are by good. car. Okay. Dave, you are good. Good. Okay. All right. Okay. We're back in five, four, three. And we're back. And we're with my friend, David Ledesma. Thanks for coming on the show, David. Thank you for having me. Am I saying your name right? Yes, you are. Thanks. Good, good. So I know David because I walk to Valley Fair Mall every Saturday. And on the way, I go by the intersection of Stevens Creek and Winchester, where David's been every Saturday and Sunday since the start of the Iraq, Iraq war. war and you're there every week uh, with a peace flag yep. and some signs saying stop the war and anti-militarism books not bombs mm -hmm. and a few other things yeah correct so you've been there for 12, 12 ten and, and a half years ten and a half years wow no, the second Iraq war <laughs> <laughs> yeah right and so sometimes you're by yourself sometimes you have a crew with you right. volunteers right so that's dedication so tell me you've got a very personal viewpoint on war because something happened to you. Right. What happened to you? Uh, on May 20th, 1967, uh, my oldest brother was killed in Vietnam. Uh, he was 20 years old. He was drafted out of West Valley College uh, into the Army, and he was uh, killed less than a year later. And, uh, you know, I was a young kid, and uh, uh, it was very traumatic for the family, of course. And I didn't talk about his death for 36 years until Iraq. Uh, when the Iraq war was winding up, all my memories came flooding back to me and I got very angry. I got very anxious and you know, I was just glued to the TV C-SPAN and all they said, they can't do this. You know, mm -hmm. don't people remember Vietnam? And most people, you know, in their 40s didn't remember Vietnam. You know, mm -hmm. they didn't, they weren't around or they it's were very young. Time. Yeah. So, um, so I heard about a, a protest in San Jose against the war and I'd never done anything like that in my life. And I said, I'm going. So I went and then uh, I just, I felt so good because I felt like I was the only person that felt the way that I felt. Uh, earlier you guys were talking about, you know, Bush going to Congress and, and Congress voting on uh, him uh, going into Iraq. Uh, you know, part of that frenzy was the media. The media was really a lockstep with the Bush administration, really pumping up this war. Mm -hmm. So public sentiment went straight to Bush and going into Iraq. And so I felt like I was, alone in the way I felt. Mm -hmm. So when I went to this protest, there were thousands of people there. I just felt like, man, there's other people that feel the way that I feel. Uh -huh. And so uh, they chose that corner to go protest. And, you know, after two or three weeks of the war going on, uh, they stopped. And I said, we can't stop. We, mm -hmm. have, to keep, we have to keep going. So uh, I've been out there ever since. Okay. Good job. Um, 
So did everything we talk about Syria, Keith and I, did we get everything right? Thank you for having me on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so I could help clarify things for, for everybody. Uh, there were so many things. Uh, oh, wow. I wasn't sure what the format was going to be uh, exactly, but uh, uh, I'll just say that uh, I don't know how much time we have left, that you know, I don't believe that the chemical weapons is the real reason that uh, uh, we're going into war. I mean, uh, the United States has used chemical weapons. Uh, Agent Orange is a chemical weapon that was used in, in Vietnam. Uh, not only did it uh, uh, destroy all the vegetation uh, in Vietnam, but it poisoned those people. And today they're still suffering uh, from the effects of Agent Orange. There's still uh, deformations of babies that's happening in Vietnam. Uh, as recently as Iraq, the United States used chemical weapons, white phosphorus, uh, depleted uranium, and we also used uh, something that's not a chemical weapon, but uh, uh, cluster bombs, which are illegal. We used all those weapons in Iraq, and nobody said anything about it. So now, all of a sudden, the United States is saying, well, you know, Assad used chemical weapons in, in Syria against his own people. It's like, well, if that isn't the pot calling the kettle black, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. and, and not only that, but they really don't have proof that, that Assad is the one that used the chemical weapons. They're, they're pretty sure that chemical weapons were used. We've all seen the video. The videos, okay. UN has gone in, they've taken samples, and it takes time to uh, go through those uh, samples to find out exactly what the content of, of the chemicals were. Uh, reports that have come out recently are that uh, uh, it, chances are it looks like it's a very low grade of, of sarin that was used, okay. something that Assad doesn't have. He has these very high-grade military-style uh, chemical weapons that are, you know, manufactured in clean rooms and that kind of thing. So and you think someone uh, used chemical weapons well, to make it look possible. like it was... I know. mean, if you take a look at why would, why would Assad, you know, attack his own people with chemical weapons when Obama already stated a year mm -hmm. ago the red line is if he uses chemical weapons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, miraculously, chemical... Why, he wouldn't do that to himself. Why would he do that when they're winning the Civil War? Mm -hmm. um, so it's in the interest of the rebels, uh, al-Nusra, who is a, a fundamentalist group, al-Qaeda, it's in their interest to use the chemical weapons to try to bring the U.S. into the fight, mm -hmm. to back them up. You were talking about the Arab Spring earlier. I don't think that Syria is part of the Arab Spring. Arab Spring is a very wonderful thing. Uh, when, it, when it started in Tunisia, there was such a popular uprising that they actually threw the president out. He fled the country. And the same thing in Egypt, when you have um, Mubarak, who was a dictator for 36 years, mm -hmm. and they actually arrested him, and they put him on trial. Right. They, they, he was in prison. So that's only going to happen when there's such a massive uprising of the people. That's not happening in Syria. There are people that are rising up, these mm -hmm. rebels. It's a small group. The, the, the uh, population of Syria is not rising up to get rid of Assad. It's not happening. So I don't believe it's part of the, the uh, Arab Spring. All right. And you mentioned uh, earlier that you think the, some motivation behind the U.S. coming in was this pipeline. Right. And uh, while you talk about that, I'm going to check our tweets. Uh, so you tell us about what you think the uh, U.S. motivations are. And okay. Looking up, uh, All right. Our tweets you want me here. to talk about it right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's come clear there's articles on the Internet that you can uh, check out for yourself. But... Uh, uh, originally, Syria was going to build a pipeline. There's uh, some natural gas reserves in the Red Sea, right in the middle of the Red Sea. And uh, from the graphics uh, on the map, a third of it belongs to 
uh, Iran, and the other two thirds, and I'm approximating, belongs to Qatar. So, <laughs> so uh, originally Syria had agreed with Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Lebanon, to build a pipeline from the Red Sea through those countries to feed Europe with natural gas. Okay. Um, and take our tweet. We have a tweet we have to take. Mm -hmm. um, what's the difference between Syria and Assyria? Wow. I think Assyria is closer to Russia. Oh, so it's actually a country? I haven't heard of that name before. No. no. Okay. I think it's also a biblical name for... I, mean, I think Assyria was where Syria is and stretched up through eastern Turkey. It's kind of an ancient... Into southern... <laughs> Okay, well, we got I'm either wrong or we're out of time. I got my goggles. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we've got to stop. Our next show is October 10th. And stay tuned. Tonight, after my show, we'll have Stranger Music and then What the Bleep. So, great show, guys. High five.